Assalamu alaikum. We Muslims have a very rich heritage and we are very proud of it. We acknowledge all the time that our deen is founded upon Tawheed, that our path, our teachings, our Quran, the Sunnah of the Prophet is based that there is only one light, one truth. One reality that is beyond any limitations or any boundaries. Allah Azza wa Jal. We talk about Tawheed. But how do we get transformed by Tawheed? Is the path of our deen, is the path of Islam, Iman, Ihsan. Having inherited something brings, gives us also, or brings with it, considerable responsibility. It's something... When you talk about a situation, something else when you respond to a situation, is something else when you know the situation is not going to be healthy or well. As we say, there is a big difference between ilm al-yaqeen. Somebody tells you there is a fire in the garden. It's knowledge. You've been informed. But there is a difference between informed and being transformed. So, ilm al-yaqeen, you are informed. Then, ayn al-yaqeen, you see the fire. And you have in the past experienced the burning effect of fire. So, from knowledge, you are now having sight. Then comes ayn al-yaqeen. And, and comes haqq al-yaqeen. That you know you're going to burn. You will run. You will help others to run or whatever. So, there is a difference. There is a gap in energy, in response, in realization. There's a gap between having some information that there is one creator, one sustainer, one reality. Allah has got all these wonderful attributes. There is a big difference between being told that as a kid, as a child, learning their deen, and beginning to see the light of all of those attributes. As Ibn Arabi says, for example, he says, the first thing that happens in Tawheed is that you begin to see that all actions emanate from one source. That is called Tawheed al-Af'al. In that, there is one source of this energy in this world or in this universe. Then you begin to see Tawheed al-Sifat, that all of these attributes that we refer to, they are different. The attribute of Ash-Shafi, is different from Al-Fattah. But they all connect, they all relate, they eventually return because they have emanated from the same place, Allah Azza the original light. We have lots of wonderful examples, wonderful teachings and heritage in Islam as to how do you get into the point of transformation. There are dozens of ancient books. There are hundreds of different Sufi also prescriptions, descriptions. One of the earliest ones is a book called uh, by Imam Ja'far al-Sadiq Masbah al-Shari'a in Arabic, The Lantern of the Path. That I think we've even published it. There are about a hundred different points. Many of them are to do with qualities and attributes. Amongst the most important ones is the 
effect of fear upon us, khawf, fear of suffering, fear of pain, fear of affliction. It's a big drive in us. It's always accompanied by the great masters with hope. You fear, but you also have raja. As they say, we have two legs. One of them is fear from suffering, of doing mistakes, because I will pay a price also. And the other one is good expectation. That I know Allah will save me, Allah will, will in one way or the other, will in every way forgive my mistakes and will clear the path for me towards constant awareness. What I want to share with you in four talks, different modern ways of moving from information to total transformation. That's why I call them four doors to enlightenment. Now you can imagine these doors are along a passage. Or you can imagine them as parts of a ladder that you are climbing up to a wider horizon. If you are in a dungeon, you don't see much. If you are higher up, you know, on top of a mountain, you have a far bigger vista. But it doesn't mean that the passage or the pathway that you took earlier on at the bottom of the mountain is redundant. For you it may be redundant, but you can't have that door closed. In other words, the first door I want to discuss with you today is that of hijra, leaving behind. Now hijra is at numerous levels, but we as we are growing up in higher consciousness, higher awareness, subtler, if you like, discernment, greater insights is different from physically just leaving the comfort of your bedroom or your house. It's a different hijra. What about the hijra in our mind? How many things we are attached to in our own subtle mind which we don't want to talk about? How about making hijra from those? What about hijra from your own assumption that you are such a great person? You know, amongst the biggest problems in our heritage is the, if you like, pomposity or pride of so-called religious people. How about making hijrah from that? Of your own opinion about your own self? Prophet ﷺ reminds us that your ultimate enemy is your own self, is within your own chest, in your breast, the, your ego. And what about when it becomes a religious ego? These are amongst the things we are all suffering from collectively. As you know, life is work in progress. It's all a passage. We have emanated from that awakening of higher consciousness, of Adam, consciousness of consciousness, awareness of awareness of awareness. So we are heirs, to, so to speak, of a passage that will lead us to where it is already present, pure awareness. Supreme awareness, Allah's presence, Al Hadrat al Rabbaniyah. So, Hijra is continuous. It does not end, even no matter where you are, at the peak of your inner awakening, subtler meditation of light upon light. Because the fear of habits or attachment to situations is always there. Much of our heritage it dwells upon ahwal and maqamat. There are 
dozens of wonderful, if you like, critical descriptions of these. You know, take on a hal, the hal of sabr. Be patient. Something comes, put it in your mind that what doesn't matter? Another five million years, it doesn't matter. Postpone. Freeze time. Stop space. And you go beyond the cocoon of space time. But what I want to share with you really is much more modern in its usability and user friendliness. Question of Hijra, I will read for you a few ayahs I have selected, such as. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَالَّذِينَ هَاجَرُوا وَجَاهَدُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أُولَٰئِكَ يُرْجُونَ رَحْمَةَ اللَّهِ It's a beautiful ayah, late ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah. Certainly those who have trust and faith, faith in that you will be guided, faith that you will come to know that Allah's nur is in your heart as a ruh. There is no distance it's only a child who, on the spiritual path who says, am I closer to God? Am I far further than God? Allah is not subject to distance. Where is it that that light is not already prevalent? So the ayah says, it is about those who have trust and faith that they will come to know that there must be more work to be done to get out of all of the illusions and the precipitations of years of habits or mental habits, physical habits, social habits, uh, you know, material habits, and so on. Certainly, those who have that trust and faith, and those who leave it behind, leave behind shortcomings, leave behind that which is not conducive. You know, if I am oppressed in a town, or in a city, or in a job, or in an environment, or in a domestic situation, I want to leave it behind. You hear that a lot between, from people who say, Oh, I wish I could leave this thing. I wish I could leave my home, or my place, or my tribe, or my... So, hijra is an essential inner quality that appears also as an outer action that I've left behind my old habits. You used to enjoy this, that, and the other, and you found that they're not good for your health, not good for your well-beingness, not good for your quality of mind and heart, you leave it behind. And then with it comes jahadu, struggle. It is a struggle to get out of habits. The mother suffers a lot by weaning a beautiful baby whom she loves and he loves her. Because for the baby, the mother is the source of life. It is all what she or he knows and enjoys both by taking milk and then interacting, because the real, dedicated, faithful mother is always available. That's why the husband feels quite left out. He says, what came over? You know, before the baby, I was number one. And now there is some other people, some other competition. So you must leave behind through struggle. They go together. The weaning of, I used to love this thing before, I don't love it anymore. I hear many of my close friends telling me that they are losing their friends. A friend who was with them 10 years ago, they don't find anything more in common. But that's good news. Congratulate such a person. You have moved in consciousness. You're not still the same childish fellow enjoying the same silly things that you did when you were 15, 20, 30, 40. You change. 
That's wonderful. So this ayah reminds us and encourages us that it is these people who expect rahmatullah. They expect mercy right now. By changing, by turning, by struggling, saying it's unacceptable. I know my fears and anxiety about material power did not get me much happiness, durable happiness. Nobody denies material power. Nobody denies material well-beingness. Nobody denies the need for reasonable health. But that's not going to be sufficient. It is a necessary condition, but not sufficient. The other beautiful ayah is similar. First you have trust and faith that there is this one total light, Allahu nuru samawati wal ard. And then you leave it in the way of Allah. Bi amwalihim wa anfusihim. With whatever power you have of wealth, of ability, of energy. Bi amwalihim wa anfusihim. By yourself also. Who are you? Who are you as a person? The intelligent person who has been seeking will tell you that I am both an evolving self, ego, changing, and a light within me which is beyond me called Ruh. My life is dependent upon Ruh. And Ruh, nobody knows what's its nature. It's a bundle of light and energy that has come to the womb, and now by its grace, I say I am alive. But the I is ever-changing. I am not the same as I was yesterday. I will not be the same as I will be tomorrow. I will not be the same when I leave the body behind. But that I-ness, the idea of ongoingness, continues. The ruh continues. So, بِأَمْوَالِهِمْ وَانْفُسِهِمْ I must make hijrah for myself. I must make constant hijrah from my biography. Yes, you see, you say, I've changed. I used to like this and that and the other, and I would, and I always wanted to have a big house. And now I know what a dreadful suffering it is because of its maintenance and the upkeep. As the electricity bill goes up, the whole damnation goes up. So, so I've changed my mind. So it's wonderful to be able to say I've changed my mind. I am not the same as I was last year. You know, somebody comes and tells you, and he says, Oh, uh, uh, Muhammad Hassan, he said, yes, but I'm not the same as I was last year. <laughs> Muhammad Hassan, one year older, five years old, changed. We want contentment. We want all the time to access a zone within the heart that is ever constant. We don't deny all the other lights. We don't deny all the other shadows. We don't deny other otherness. But we seek oneness. How can that oneness be other than at a level of inner, if you like, essence? Ruhullah. That is where we are one. Outwardly, no two people are the same. Outwardly, the same person is not the same as days pass by. So, stability to the individual comes by recognizing change, otherness, but making hijrah, making constant reference to the ever-reliable oneness. 
Without that, we are all the time insecure, all the time running from here to there, Safa and Marwa, wanting that total inner certainty, security, joyfulness. The ayah also is beautiful. وَالَّذِينَ هَاجَرُوا فِي Traveling, making hijrah, in the way of haqq, in the way of realization of enlightenment. مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا ظُلِمُوا After they have been wrongly done. Every one of us, sometime or another in our life, we feel there has been injustice perpetrated upon us. But if you realize that at the end of the day, it is you as a person committing more injustice against the real you by not waking up to the light in your heart, then you forgive all other injustices. That is why it's a beautiful saying and a teaching that if you yourself concern yourself about your own wrongdoingness, you will not accuse anyone of their wrongdoingness. So you are occupied now to clear your own mess, your own house. This level that I'm discussing with you, leaving behind, Nahi Anil Munkar, is also akin to what the great Sufi masters always reminded us of tekhliya, emptying out. They often use these terms. One of them is tekhliya, leave out, clean out, empty the space, clear the space. With it also they often refer to tasfiya, which is the next talk, inshallah. It is about doing the good things. Purify. But how can you purify if you have if you've got the house full of junk? If our mind and our biography is full of mess, you can't improve on it. First you must begin to leave behind, turn away from, and realizing that ultimately there is justice and injustice. And absolute justice belongs to Allah Azza Because it's one of also Allah's attributes. Al-Adl. So it is you and I here in the kindergarten of this world, occasionally we make mistakes. We act in a rush or we act being already affected or colored by an opinion or a view. So we perpetrate injustice. As soon as we realize it, Allah says, in Allah ghafoorul rahim. Allah will cover it. Ghafoor is ghufra, is to cover it. So return back to that path. Min ba'di ma zulimu. After we realize we have been committing injustice. Lanubawwiannahum fi dunya hasanatan wali ajrul akhirati akbar. Those who realize that, those who realize that they must turn away from injustice, leave whatever that was causing them injustice, including one's own self. Allah says, we will make them experience in this world goodnesses. Goodnesses that have no tarnish of any of the opposite of badness. And then the ayah concludes, and do remember the reward of life after this is greater. So we are working in this life, for this life, realizing that what will come after is much greater and 
in every way more grave because it's not subject to space and time. It is, it belongs to another zone. And then Allah Azza wa Jal reminds us, الَّذِينَ صَبَرُوا وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ It is about those who exercise patience. Can you do the good things? Do it. Can you remove the bad things? Do it. If you can't do it, ask others. Talk about it. If you can't do it, make hijrah. Leave it. If you can't make hijrah, be patient. You're an old person stuck in your house. Here you find everybody's around you because when the cat goes away, the mice all the time appear. Here is this old person in his bedroom. He can see all of the children whom he used to in the past bribe, threaten, whatever. He can't do it anymore. You know, he's lost his energy to even speak. <laughs> so why can't you and I exercise patience now? Realize that the money you had, the health you had, the power you had is now stripped of you. Exercise patience. We have wonderful teachings, but if these teachings are not moved in our heart to transformation, it will only remain as information. The great prophetic teaching that remember Allah in the good times, Allah will remember you in your difficult times. Now, Allah has no memory. Allah is the creator of consciousness, the creator of the brain, the mind, creator of time, creator of space. But what it means is that remember the highest level of consciousness. When the going is good, when you are healthy, when you have power, when you have ability, when you have friends, when you have people respecting you, remember that all of this will go away. Remember that all of this is loaned to you by Allah. Otherwise, how do you remember Allah? Remember Allah, remember Allah. Remember that what was loaned to you will disappear. So when you are ranting and angering and shouting and stretching your muscles of having a bit of ability, remember a time may be that you cannot do it. So it will put things in perspective. That is the meaning that Allah will remember you when you have no power. That means your constant reference to higher consciousness will be there for you when you are losing consciousness. I mean, look at the gift we have of making hijrah from what we are familiar with. So, no, I have power, I have bank accounts, I have even some money, I have some jewels, some hidden, nobody knows where it is. When you get old, you even forget yourself where it is, where you have put it. <laughs> but if you go to higher consciousness, to the ultimate treasure of that amazing gift that Allah has given human beings that is beyond space and time, beyond limitation, then when limitations is setting up upon you as a human being, you have access to those treasures. Because you know that those treasures are not subject to your life or to your ability or to your health or wealth. They are there already. So you are secure. And that, that is why we say when somebody, a decent human being, died, we say, إِنْ قَلَبَ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِ He returned 
to that state which was already there. So you have no fear. If you are truly befriending Allah and the levels of wonderful awareness and consciousness that He has bestowed upon this world, if you are befriending pure consciousness, then you will not be scared when limited consciousness leaves you or your biographical life is coming to an end. Here, ultimately, all of the hijras comes to the one point of Tawheed as Luqman was telling his son. وَإِذْ قَالَ لُقْمَانُ لِإِبْنِهِ وَهُوَ يَعِذُهُ يَا لَا تُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ Make hijrah from shirk. Leave this fantasy that there are twos. There is only one reality in truth. And then Nabi Allah Lut, when he was taught by Ibrahim alayhi I am making hijrah to my Lord. So make hijrah to your Lord, ever present, ever prevalent, ever powerful. It is that, otherwise he's defining his Lord. My Lord is he who knows all, source of all wisdom, and he's most rare, and he's the most knowledgeable. And then look at the, what the Prophet ﷺ uses this word hijrah in the Quran. Ya Rabbi, it's in the Quran, Surah 25, Ayah 30, the Prophet ﷺ, he says, Ya Rabbi, O oh my Lord, in qawmi, my people, ittakhadhu hadha al-Qur'an mahjura. My people made hijrah from Qur'an. They left it, meaning hijrah from the light of the Qur'an. Many people recite the Qur'an. Didn't Abu Jahl know Arabic? Didn't he hear the Qur'an? <laughs> but it is not enough. You hear something, you get the message of something, if you don't act upon it, if you don't live by it, if you are not transformed by it, then it is like saying, I have the medicine in the cupboard. I have the light on the, in the so-called book on top of the shelf. What is the use of it? If you don't live by it, live through it, be illumined by it, then you're worse than somebody who hasn't heard it. There are millions and millions of people in this world who have not been given, if you like, the wonderful gifts that you and I share of the Qur'an. So therefore, they have not had it. You know. There has been animosity historically from way before the Crusaders. For thousands, hundreds of years. So they have been scared of this thing. Or they have been taught that this is nothing other than perverted whatever, or deflected, because the language of the Qur'an itself is not easy. It's transformative language. It is oralists. It has to be from heart to heart. Vaya tongue. That's why Imam Ja'far says, I, we don't speak unless our heart is before our tongue. That is where transmission occurs, you see. That is why we have to leave behind, make hijrah from ignorance leave behind all of the despicable qualities of anger, pride, greed, jealousy, lies, envy. 
love of power, love of reputation, dishonesty, selfishness, meanness, all of the vices, no less than you can enumerate a hundred of them. We must make hijrah from them. And that is the meaning of we must die from those things which cause us death. Prophet ﷺ advises us, Mut qabla an tamut. Leave all of this behind. Die from that which is going to cause your death while still on two legs. Like al-hakumut takathur. One of the inner meanings of that ayah is because of the tribes, they used to go to the cemeteries and say, look, our tribe is bigger than yours. Look at how many people dead. Equally, there are many beings who are dead already, but they are still walking on two legs. Try to tell them, that, look, there is a child dying here and you are wasting all this food or all this money. It doesn't touch them. So they are human by form. They cannot have any info. So we have to constantly be watchful to turn away from the shadows, the lies, the all of the other dreadful qualities of the vices that we know ultimately you and I will suffer from it if we embrace them. Inshallah, my next talk will be about virtues and how do we have, now that we have turned away from that which is not, how do we turn towards that which is? Assalamu alaikum. Thank you. Thank you. I think I have one more.